The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you stuck in a health routine and don't know how to get out of it? Is keeping the weight off and living healthy a challenge? Welcome to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Your host is Marcus Aurelius. Take an hour right now and learn how to improve what you eat, how you exercise, and your everyday lifestyle. You'll look better, and more importantly, you'll feel better. Now, here is Marcus Aurelius. Hey, 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 America. How's it going today? Welcome to my show on uh, Voice America on the Health and Wellness Channel, I Don't Want to Be Fat. I really look forward to this show every day, as I hope you do. And I really would invite any participation that you have to get involved today. Uh, my telephone number on the show is 1-866-472-5792. Uh, if you want to email me, and I know I do get a lot of emails, uh, my number or my Email address is Marcus underscore Aurelius, A-U-R-E-L-I-U-S, at live.com. Well, welcome to today's show. Obviously, we're still talking about diet. I was listening to my show last week, and I noticed how excitable I get about this subject. Because really, health and wellness is really about diet. Everything else is just um, a complement to that. This subject is so broad and so complicated and so misleading, it, it, it really is hard to get to grips with. There are a lot of um, educated uh, sayings and there are a lot of books about diet. But the problem is that it takes work to know about what we're eating and how we eat. It, it also is very confusing because of the human body is, is confusing. <laughs> I mean, good God, we have enough trouble trying to work out our own hormones, feelings, and emotions, let alone what we got to eat. So, I mean, it's never easy, okay? So I'm really going to try and not be so passionate this weekend and, and really talk to you more about eating right. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're still talking diet, and I know this subject is a real passion for me. Uh, because as Americans, we're not used to the bondage of survival um, or having our freedoms removed. And diet represents those two things. I mean, really think about it. We're free to make free decisions to go where we want to do. Most countries don't have that. You know, and being a diet, going on a diet means that we have to be disciplined. Well, you know, as Americans, we don't need to because we have everything that we need. We really do. I mean, if you can't get a job, you can get Social Security. You know, we don't have to go out there and work in the fields and work ourselves to death trying to supply food for ourselves. Now, I'm not saying that that was God's original intent, but, you know, there's a big, uh, how should we say, evolvement as far as food is concerned. You know, used to be uh, food uh, was something that we was a source. You know, it was for nourishment, sustenance not commercial gain. Today, that's changed. 
if you remember last week, one of the things that I uh, 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 talked about was that we are a chemical plant. We, if, we are man- if we see ourselves as managers of a chemical plant, okay, we are what we put into that plant. Obviously, as the plant ages, the efficiency of some of the components within that chemical plant change and alter. And we have to be aware of those changes. It's like working out. You know, if you're a big person compared to a smaller person, you know, the way you work out being bigger is totally different to the way we work out being younger. You know, I've noticed with young kids, they always want to be bigger, and older people, they always want to be smaller. (laughs) There doesn't seem to be any middle ground. You know, it's really, really funny. But I'm getting off on my rabbit trail and not get on what I should be talking about. So um, I want to tell you about my food. Uh, Sorry, I keep getting phone calls on my personal phone, and that should not be happening. Okay, so uh, as I say, the biggest thing is is that last week we touched on a few subjects. Uh, A lot of those subjects were to do with uh, us being managers of a chemical plant because that's what we are. You know, a lot of us, uh, we see ourselves as cars. Cars, you say? How? Well, you know, if you buy a car... Okay, you can put a type of gas in it, either regular unleaded, medium unleaded, or super unleaded. You know, admittedly, those fuels affect the economy of the car and the lifetime of the car. But that's the range that it operates in, those three ranges. Now, with humans, we have a lot more fuels available to us, a lot more foods available for us. Now, as I say, food has no longer become a source. It's more a, a, a um, commercially grown profit. You know, food to be profitable has to be more cost efficient. So that means it's subject to more chemical enhancement, which interferes with its nutritional value. But we look upon it like this. You know, if we could only get uh, 20% yield growth from a Uh, a crop when it was uh, not treated to a 100% fold return to a crop that is treated, then obviously the farmer, to get more money, is going to go for the 100%. And there's nothing wrong in that. But we need to be aware of these pitfalls, okay? The other thing about eating is that we used to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and our lifestyle reflected that. Can you remember? I mean, I remember it wasn't so long ago that on Sundays, most stores were shut, Of course, that never happens now. You know, most stores shut at 7 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night. Now they're open 24-7. Why? Because our lifestyle has evolved, and we've changed with it. That means instead of our food being subject to our demands, we are subject to our food. So what happens is that we uh, amuse ourselves or we um, listen to things that if you eat this, it'll make you like this. If you do this, it'll make you like that. It doesn't work that way. You see, again, remember as I opened up the show, I told you about taking control of your life, about being focused. You see, when you leave things to choice, I mean, just, just in anything, let's, let's talk about this as well, choice. Okay? When you have to make a decision, it's affected by where you stand. Now, One of the questions I get a lot of is when I'm tired and I come home, I don't have the energy to work out. So I just sit on the couch, read a book. It relaxes me, and then I go to bed. Well, you know, I'm telling you right now, that's not healthy. It really is not because your lifestyle has now dictated your decision. 
laying on the couch watching a good show or going to the gym where I got to kick my butt. Well, <laughs> you have to understand, I brought this up last week, but working out is actually a food. And most of our jobs these days are less manual and more uh, mental. So we are under a lot more stress now than we've ever been, especially with the way we have our lifestyle. We've got credit cards. We've got more bills. We've got more stuff. We've got more accountability. You know, that affects the way our brain works. That affects the way our body works because you have to understand that these effects on our lives affect the, are affected by our foods. And, of course, we go for the buzzword like diet or have bread, America. That's the greatest thing for you. I remember the food pyramid. I do. I remember that food pyramid. That was terrible. We made a terrible mistake. And as a result, today we suffer from that because, as I say, one in four people in America are obese. And most of those people are obese because they, they don't have energy to do anything. They don't understand the importance of taking care of yourself. And of course, in today's society, we, are, we embrace the dream of take a pill, miss a meal, have a shake, do all these things that are easy to re meet your goals. And look, we'll show you this beautiful person. See, they're 50, they're 30, they're 20 years old. But look, by eating this plan, look what happened to them. It doesn't work that way. I, 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 one of the things I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've noticed, if you notice younger football players or people that play in the NFL or even basketball, they're incredibly fit. You know, they may be uh, fat, but they're fit fat, you know, because they need that fat for the strength. Then you've got your running backs and your um, uh, runners who are not so fat, but a lot more muscular and a lot faster. Now, they eat and work out according to their position on the field. That's why most NFL players, when they retire, they become overweight. Now, you don't believe me? Well, let's take the NFL show, for instance. If you notice there for a while, uh, a couple of those players there got a little fat for a while. Of course, it could be hidden in a suit, and it could be hidden in, in, <laughs> behind a counter and on the TV. I mean, that's a good place to lie. I mean, makeup. <laughs> Sorry, that's a personal joke. Anyway. But the thing is, is that you notice that the way they look affected their appearance on the show and their opinions. So what they do is that they have to be very careful about their diet because it's all about image. Now, most of them make money by selling certain diets. Whether they work on them or not is beside the point. The problem is, is that unless we're in a routine, something that we've set before us, a path that we take, a direction that we're going – then we're always going to be subject to the decisions that are subject to how we feel and what we want. Have you noticed that when you're hungry, it's a lot easier to grab chips or crackers or a bread sandwich or something that's easy? I mean, I know sometimes when I come home and my wife's just about to cook food, I'm really, really hungry. And so I just grab a piece of bread and butter and eat it. Is that good? No, it's not. But the thing is, is it satisfies a need for a, a craving. Now, what I've done with my life is, is that I've made my eating habits every four hours. So my body has got geared for that. You see, then I'm not overeating at all. I'm, I'm eating smaller portions. Now, a lot of us, we don't do that because we've, we're, in, we're always late getting up because we're tired. We're not rested. So when we go to work, we miss breakfast or we grab something on the way. You know, it's usually something starchy. 
I mean, I, I've redefined the food groups in this country. They're not the same as what they were a few years ago. Let's, let's, let's go over them. You've got salt, bread, proteins, meats, vegetable, sugar, and fats. Now, obviously, sugar, fats, and salt weren't a part of the original food plan. But hold on. Things have changed. Our food has evolved. The reaction of our stomachs has not changed to chemical reactions. We, 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 we are created beings. We are not a, a car that's produced in a plant. And as a result, as created beings, our mechanisms are a lot more complicated in us than they are in a car. That's why diets are so diversified, are, are so uh, affected by our opinions. And most of those opinions are usually wrong. And they're wrong because we're not educated or we have a political standpoint or we believe in certain things. And I don't wish to offend vegetarians. I really do not. Because, yes, it is a healthier lifestyle. But we weren't created as animals. We are not vegetarians. We were not created that way. Carnivores, the same thing happens to you. You were not created just to eat meat and eat all those proteins, especially when you're young. When you can get away with it when you're young, it's great. But the trouble is, is that you're planting the wrong seed in your life because all that protein is going to come back and get you. It's going to turn to fat. You don't believe me? Okay, let's talk about protein for a second. I'm going to give you some symptoms that are caused by eating too much protein. And I want you to not ask yourself if these symptoms apply to you. Do you have high cholesterol? Oops, number one killer in America, blood pressure. Do you have fluid imbalances? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, because we don't drink enough water. Well, a soda will do. That's not right. Do you have liver or kidney issues? Aha, uh -huh, you do? Let me think. Anything from kidney stones? Ooh, there's a good one. That's a very, very popular disease here in this country, kidney stones. How about urinary tract infections? Hello, ladies. Did you know that 80% of women in America have a urinary, ur urinary tract, tract effect? That's a tongue twister, especially when I've just cleaned my teeth. Uh, urinary tract infection. 80% of the women in America now are dealing with that very problem right this moment. Strange, isn't it? Uh, how about fatigue? Yes, America, I'm talking to you. Fatigue. That's the biggest problem in America is that when it gets to like 2 or 3 in the afternoon, have you noticed how hard it is to keep awake? You know, just by drinking a lot of water, that will get rid of that despite your diet. Oh, but we don't want water. We're going to take sugar. Hello. Let me grab that soda. Oh, let me grab that power soda with that extra caffeine and extra sugar. Yeah, baby. Well, that's all well and good again when you're young. But the problem is this: these type of sugar imbalances aren't part of a balanced living. So you're either really, really high or really, really low. Now, you can keep drinking the sugar and keep drinking the sugar, but you know what? That's going to cause a lot more problems, too. That's going to cause things like diabetes. It's going to cause obesity because your body, once it starts producing t too much insulin, you're not burning any fat. Now, I'm talking to you as a person, as I usually talk to my clients. Um, all this information I'm giving you, I give to them. But you know what? The one thing that they will not listen to is diet because it's easier for them to get part of a point system or to eat this new fangled diet that they just heard about on the TV or to absolve themselves of certain foods because of all this good stuff that's affecting you. Now, I don't usually have a problem with vegetarians because I myself am a carnivore. 
But I've noticed something that uh, carnivores usually get a little bit more of a weight because they suffer from the high cholesterol, fluid imbalances, osteoporosis. They usually have arthritis. And usually, most cases, you don't have to take a pill. Just by taking your diet or eating right and correctly, you can affect that um, arthritis in such a strong, positive way that you no longer have it. I mean, I cannot even begin to tell you the amount of people that I tell about this struggle with this very very they would rather eat the meat and suffer the pain and take the pills than change their diet so they don't have to be subject to the pills <laughs> why because it's a it's a disciplined decision disciplined decisions are very very hard to make but in my particular field being in the health field i've had to make a lot of strong decisions here because my attitude affects the people that i work out now vegetarians now, if you're an A-type blood type, you know, vegetarian, you can survive being a vegetarian. It's not very healthy but you have, because you have to look after your magnesium levels. Now, magnesium is very good for you, but in too much, it's not. Uh, now, with um, <laughs> being a vegetarian, if you're not getting the right sort of sources or the right sort of um, vitamins and minerals and you're an O-type – that magnesium level can be so high that it can really affect everything in your life. You're eating, and once your eating's out, everything's out. Well, look, I'm going to leave you to think about that for a second because I'm going to take a quick break here. As a sign, my notes are scattered all over the place. I know this stuff backwards, but I'm trying to put it in some sort of order that you can understand to make it a lot more interesting. I don't want to go on next week about diet. I really want to talk about working out, as I said. So... I'm going to regroup, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the six food groups or seven food groups that I talked about, and I will see you in a few. So I'm going to break now. Remember, my telephone number is one 472 5792 My uh, website is Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. I really look forward to hearing from you, and if you have any questions, please call. I'll be back after the break. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you figured out what's not working in your sex life? Could you use a little help? Join your host, Tamaran, for Let's Figure It Out Intimately. Tamaran has had both highs and lows in her sex life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to create more fun, intimacy, and pleasure. Her guests also come from the sexual health and wellness industry. And together, Tamaran and her guests will help you get the sex life you've always longed for. Let's figure it out intimately. Airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health. 
your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to I Don't Want to Be Fat with Marcus Aurelius. Call into the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Now back to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Hey, 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 America. Guess who's back? Yes, the man of truth. The man who's going to really rock your boat today. I was talking about diets before I left, and obviously I'm talking I, – I started to get introduced to blood types. In fact, I was talking to my sound engineer about blood types. Um, there's a, a diet out there. It's called the blood type diet. Now, most professional people will foo-foo that idea, and there's a reason for that. You have to understand because obviously they like theology, education, and proof and sustenance uh, to the information that they receive. Well, you know, it's not that blood types are wrong. It does affect – it's a part of your chemical makeup. And most people who have certain blood types live in certain different areas. And their food reflects their ability to eat. Now, if you remember last week, I told you of this young lady who comes to my gym who comes from Lebanon. She eats the same food over here as she does over there. But when she's over here, she can put on 60 pounds in six months. And when she's over there, she can lose 60 pounds in six months. What happened? What, what criteria changed? Well, last week I suggested that perhaps it was the chemical imbalances in the food that changed. Because usually in the Middle East, food is a source. It's a primary, primary nutrition. And their living really reflects that. They eat a lot of fish, a lot of foods that are untainted by chemical conditions. Whereas over here, our food is grown for profit. Because we have, you know, we got a lot of people here, and we need our needs met as far as food. And whilst we may have an abundance of food, we tend to buy the cheaper food rather than the more expensive food. Now, the biggest trouble with the cheaper food is it is affected by its chemical condition, its chemical makeup. So, these chemicals affect different people in different ways. You know, your blood type really affects that. I was talking to you about vegetarians. If you're an O type and you're eating just vegetarian foods, you better have your magnesium levels checked because you'll probably find that they are way out of control. The biggest trouble with dietary issues is it affects your whole body. In fact, pain of any sort. It can distort your opinion, your feelings, and your emotions of any sort. You know, <laughs> you know being a Christian, I want to bring this up because this, this, this is really a fantastic cri uh, um, uh, uh, reference to what I'm trying to say. Most people, you know, have the choice whether to believe in God or whether to not believe in God. You know, because being a Christian is not easy. It's pretty hard because God calls you to a higher level every day of your life. So most people would rather believe their own point of view and their opinion. But the amount of people that I have talked to who have come back from Afghanistan who were atheists when they left, they sure believe in God now because I tell you what, when you're in a foxhole getting shot at 24-7, your opinion, your perspective changes. You need something, some hope, something to get you out of where you are, and usually that is God. All right. So the thing is with food, we have a perspective of food, and it's ours. It's free, but that perspective is subject to truth. Not your opinion. You know, it's like being a Corvette 
or being a, a Toyota Prius standing next to a Corvette saying, I want to be a Corvette. I want to be a Corvette. You know what? Because that car was produced by man, there is no way that that Prius could turn into a Corvette. It's impossible. The only way you can do that is by changing the whole chemistry of the vehicle. That's ripping out that uh, clever little engine that they put in there and putting a Corvette 5.9 engine in there, uh, beefing up the wheels and the suspension. You know, you have to change its chemical makeup for it to be a Corvette. Well, we're not cars. We're complex chemical plants. Remember last week again, I told us that we are chemical plants and we are managers of that plant. What we put into that plant affects our physique and our posture and everything about us. It even affects our attitude. So I want to go back to the food groups again. Salt, bread, proteins, meat, vegetables, and sugar. I'm just looking at my clock here because I want to see how much time I've got. I've got a half an hour to get through this. Okay. We are ignorant to those things. Bread. Bread comes in many forms, different sizes. Uh, most starchy bread is comprised of simple sugars. Okay? That's a two molecule. So once it's burned off, it, it has no nutritional value whatsoever. Okay? Whole grains. Now, that's a whole different point of view. But as kids, we don't like whole green bread. We like the white bread. The whole green grain bread, oof, that's just, you know, too much to eat. Too much. It's just, you know, it, it just, just, it's just not right because it, it affects the flavor of the jelly or the peanut butter or whatever we put on it. It's not cool, man. So most countries, their diet revolves around grains, whole grain. That's why they're not usually overweight. Proteins. I've already discussed proteins with you. You know, the... Uh, uh, consequence of having too much proteins in your system. Meats. Okay, how can meat be chemically altered? Well, I'm going to tell you. You know, uh, meat is an animal. It is subject to what it puts inside of it, right? Well, I was telling you about food being chemically enhanced so that it can produce better. Well, guess what? They do the same thing with grass. They chemically enhance the grass so that the cows have food to eat. Now, the cows have a high source of protein, and so does their milk. Well, think of the source. They eat grass. But when that grass is chemically altered, ooh, that changes things a little bit. Well, when you take a cow to market, it's bought of its uh, 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 size, off of its size. Well, the biggest trouble with a lot of cows today is because of their chemically enhanced food, they produce a lot more fat, so they're bigger, but they're worth more. Where do you think all those proteins and all those things that aren't healthy for them go? They go into the fat of the animal. Have you ever noticed, if you take a slab of corn-fed beef and compare it to a regular piece of beef, the marbling is totally different. It's a totally different it looks totally different. It doesn't even look the same. Why is that? Because it's subject to its source. Vegetables. All right. Vegetables. <laughs> you know, vegetables, you just think they grow in a field and you can have them. But it's not that way. They're commercially produced. So for that uh, vegetable to be uh, a better price, obviously it needs to reap a greater harvest. That's one thing about organic foods is that 
they don't have a great as, – as high a yield income. I mean what I mean by that is, is that you know, uh, in a chemically enhanced field, 100% of f- uh, food – say broccoli you, f- you, you plant in the ground. If it's not chemically helped you know, to keep the bugs off, to keep the uh, um, weeds away, uh, its cost – is a lot less and its harvest is greater. But if you have organically grown, say, broccoli, okay, well, to keep it from the bugs, you probably put it in some sort of housing. Uh, it's maintained by more people. So instead of using the bug spray or the uh, organically corrected weed killer, you, you use your fingers and your hands. Somebody has to go through that field to pick out those weeds so that it doesn't affect the growth. But that costs money. That's why your organic stuff costs a lot more because the maintenance of that vegetable is a lot higher. But the nutritional value of that vegetable is a lot higher. Here we come back to cars again, gasoline. Okay, super unleaded versus regular unleaded. Super unleaded, you're going to get more miles to the gallon. The engine's not going to run as hot. The engine lasts longer. Unleaded, it's cheaper. You get more for your money. But as a result, the engine doesn't last as long. Well, guess what? We wouldn't understand that because after a car's three or four years old, we just throw it away and buy us another one. You see where I'm going with this? You've got to understand the cost of these vegetables. Now, let's go talk about sugar. <laughs> sugar. I'll tell you what, that is the big one right there. Because sugar is a preservative that we use in everything. It's not that sugar is bad for you. It isn't. Sugar is actually very, very good for you in a balanced diet. The problem is, is that we use sugar as a base compound for everything, for preservatives, for, um, uh, 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 I don't know, everything. I mean, it's such a wide spectrum, I can't even go into it. We, we, we need to educate ourselves. You see, we eat too much sugar because it's in so much stuff. I mean, like bread, like crackers, bagels, yogurt, fruit juice, everything like that that we eat. Jelly, things that we take for granted that we don't think has any nutritional value, those are things that, 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 that it comes in. Even milk has sugar in it. It may be a more natural, but it's still sugar. And of course, the biggest trouble with milk is that it has to reach certain standards for you to receive it. If you remember last week, I talked about, or the week before, I talked about a friend of mine who had acid reflux disease. Now, his stomach was subject to his diet, and we worked out a diet that... Uh, would be beneficial for him based off of his cravings and based off of his way of life and based off of his blood type. I, I use that. And he still had acid reflux. And it's like, why? So what we did, I, just, I wanted to run an experiment by him. He was a farmer, so we asked him to use his own milk so that he could use that milk instead of regular milk. You know, it was amazing. Within four weeks, his uh, cholesterol had dropped like almost 40 points. He had no acid reflux anymore, and he felt great. Well, the biggest trouble with food that's chemically altered, obviously, it, it affects the, the um, uh, bacteria, probiotics in our stomach. That balance is off. It really is. So now you understand my dilemma. You know, a little change here, a little change there. Well, there's so many changes for us to make. What's the right one? Well, I want to start with... What I feel is most important is not skipping meals. 
I mean, it's really, really important for you to listen to this. You need to be eating like four to six meals a day. You never want to leave eating between meals more than four hours. When you get up, the first thing you should do is eat. Sometimes it takes a little time for our body to wake up. So if it does, take a shower. But we've educated ourselves so much in not eating breakfast or just biting something on the way that your, your choice is affected by choice. It's not affected by routine. Anything that's outside of your routine and becomes a choice is subject to the way you feel. If you don't feel hungry, you're not going to eat. Does that affect your body? Sure does. Because your brain can't operate properly because it doesn't have the right sugar. You, your, your triglycerides go off the, off the charts. And what makes it worse is that we don't give ourselves enough water. Hello? Coffee is not water. Iced tea is not water. It's, it's a treat. Treat it as such. If you don't, you become subject and addicted to it. The other problem I want to talk to you about is about food is that how is it transported? How does that affect the chemical process of the finished product? Last week, again, I, I mentioned diet sodas. You know, they're usually stored in a warehouse that's so incredibly hot that the chemical content of the Coca-Cola or the whatever it is, the drink, the soda, is altered. It continues altering so that when you drink it, it wasn't – you don't get it as it was made. You would get it as it was subject to the surroundings, its environment. Used to be we could go down to the farm and buy our vegetables. Then we go to the supermarket, buy our vegetables. Well, now these supermarkets are so big that they have such a demand, and we're taught to eat, 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 eat. Okay, I'm going to get off that bandwagon. Let's start talking about uh, not skipping meals again. So... Inevitably, if you skip breakfast or you skip lunch, you're going to crash. You need to eat food. Your brain needs glucose to function. You need to keep your blood glucose from dropping. And because if you do that, it puts demands on your body, and your body has to adjust itself. If you're adjusting yourself, that means you're not operating at your full capacity. It affects your way of living. Again, you know, uh, one of the things I have for breakfast is oatmeal. It's easy, it's fast, and it's really, really nutritious. I put fruit in it, and it makes it really, really great. It's a balanced meal. Some people used to like uh, – um, when, you, when you eat your meals, you want to make sure you include, include mixes of complex carbs, uh, such as grain products, fresh vegetables, fruit, beans, you know, a few meats, and some fat. Oh, did I say that word fat? Oh, yes. I did. Well, <laughs> here we go on another subject. I'm hoping I can fit all this in now. Good God. Right, we're going to be talking about fats here. Well, let's talk about the sorts of fats out there and how they affect our diet, shall we? Uh, let me see. What have I got here? Excuse me. I'm going through my notes because this was such an exciting subject for me. Okay. What fats are good for us and which ones aren't? All right. The basic fats are omega-3 and 6. Okay. Now, these are good for our cell integrity. They're good for our body repairing themselves. It's good for our immune system. It's good for our reproductive system, our nervous system. It helps us deal with stress, low T, which is a common complaint with men. Um, without these omega-3 fats in our system, it interferes with our mental capacity. Oh, here we go again. I talked about how food affects you. But isn't all fat bad? No, it is not. 
And as you get older, a lot of these fats, especially omega, omega uh, 3 and 6, they're very, very essential to you. I mean, we're talking <laughs> very essential. That's what they're now called polyunsaturated fat, polyunsaturated fats. Okay, very, very important, very important. Okay, uh, the other sources of fats are like from avocados, uh, raw nuts, legumes, uh, primrose, blackcurrant, borage, sunflower, uh, safflower, corn. You know. If they're in the right balance, they're really good for you. Fish has a lot of omega-6, really good for you. A lot of omega-3, too. Uh, salmon, mackerel, herring, cod. Uh, all rich, rich in polyunsaturated. That's good fat for you. It's really, really good. Trouble is, again, if you eat too much of these fats, it's going to affect your cholesterol. So it's good to have them, but not too much of them. It's like sugar. It's good to have sugar, but not too much of it. The problem with sugar is it's a lot highly disguised, you know, in breads, in, oh, let me go, granola. <laughs> granola has a lot of sugar in it. Really, it does. Okay? So I want to tell, tell you that uh, smaller doses of these fats are pretty good, and, and you can get them naturally straight from the, from, the, from the vegetable, the plant, or the meat. It's really, really good. Now, uh, monosaturates are a little different. They're an oil which is used. They don't cause cholesterol. They're very dur durable. Um, they don't deplete your HDLs in your system, which is your good, good, good cholesterol. Uh, the trouble with omega-3 and omega-6 is that they do tend to cause your LDLs, your bad cholesterol, to rise. But the thing with healthy eating is, is that if you're eating the right sort of things and getting the right sort of bacteria, that will take care of those fats. Okay? So uh, what source... Of monosaturates do we get? Avocados, legumes, olive oil, grapeseed, olive oil, almonds, sunflower, safflower, rice, and bean oil. I know these aren't very common things to look around, but you can go to a store and you can get these uh, polyunsaturated fats and these uh, uh, monosaturated fats. They're there. They're available for you. Now, we're going to start talking about the two worst fats. These are the most recent fats because they've become a lot more popular uh, because they're used as a, a, as a basis to fast foods, to um, meats, to burgers, to chicken, to uh, not so much fish, but fish sticks, you know, processed fish. The reason being is because it has incredible durability. It allows the food uh, a, an incredible um, criteria. What I mean by criteria is, is that you can leave it out for a lot longer. You can leave it out, put it back in the refrigerator again. You know, it won't affect the meat. Obviously, to help it even more, to give it flavor, these things, salt is added. Now, we as regular Americans consume over 6 milligrams or 6,000 grams of salt a day. That's ridiculous. That's way, way too high. Not that salt is bad. In fact, it's very important to you. But again, salt is a hidden factor in our food. It's everywhere because they use it as a preservative. And these preservatives are very important because for food to become uh, able to be transported, to be stored, to be frozen, to be kept, to be saved, they need these fats and these salts to help the food be preserved. Now, usually with most fresh food, it doesn't keep its flavor as long. So the salt is used to keep the flavor. You'll usually find them. I mean, I'm going to tell you, McDonald's burger tastes – they're great burgers to me. Uh, we have some other burger stores here in Bastrop that are fantastic, great. But 
they still their, their food source, where they come from, it's a cheap meat loaded with these fats. Now, it's not bad to have these fats, but again, you need to be careful of the fat content because the calorie intake of these meats and these fats is huge. Have you ever noticed the calorie intake on these foods? They're huge. And the reason that they have, the, like I think a, a Wendy's burger is 750 calories. McDonald's burgers is 650 into 850. I mean, they have an incredible high calorie rate because they're loaded with these fats and salts. All right? But when we come back after the break, I'm going to talk to you about trans fats. And then I'm hopefully going to go on to you about the best way to eat your food and how to put your food eating or put your life, fix your life around your food, not your food around your life so that you can get more control and get better results. Okay, we're going to be back after the break. I'm hoping I'm not making this uh, show too confusing for you, but if you wouldn't mind calling me at one 472 5792 or you can write to me online, Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. I look forward to hearing from you, and I will be back after the break. I'm going to try and finish this show off. Bye. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. There are all kinds of issues which can affect our relationships, our families, our workplaces, and communities. Tune into Breakthrough with Michael Pipich for a clearer understanding to what these issues of modern life are and what kind of solutions are being presented and discussed. Michael and his guests will talk about teen suicide, PTSD, alcohol and drug abuse, bipolar disorders, and more. It's deeper understanding of our life and healing. Breakthrough with Michael Pipich is heard every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Why do people behave the way they do? The study of human behavior is one of the most interesting facets of life. Human behavior gets played out in a limitless number of ways. Now, there's a radio program that explains the why and the how of what we do. Human Behavior, What a Trip, is hosted by Dr. Jonathan Brower and will include interesting guests as well as call interaction from people like you. Let's have fun with this together. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to I Don't Want to Be Fat with Marcus Aurelius. Call into the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Now back to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Hey, hey, back again. I think I've got it together. We might actually get through this show today. I'm getting excited. I've got all my stuff done. I'm ready. Okay. Sorry, that's me clapping my hands. Okay. I want to talk to you now about the worst infestation of fats in America. I think it's, it's been responsible for more deaths in this country than anywhere else uh, or anything else, even texting. It, it's horrible. And the reason is because it's so available, and it's a cheap source of uh, a preservative. Trans fats. What is it? It's a hydrogenated fat. It's synthetically, it's synthetically created 
by a, a chemical process. Uh, it's a great – it's used in 90% of today's food, 90%. I want you to think about that. That's huge. That's huge. But it keeps food cheap. Now, what, is, what does trans fat do? It increases insulin. It messes with the body's ability to burn fat. It attacks the system in, in, in such serious way. Uh, it promotes cortisol. Well, you know, we get cortisol when we don't exercise, when we're subject to stress. Well, guess what? Why don't we give the cortisol more energy and more ability to form in us by eating trans fats? There you go, baby. Then you can become really, really obese. Wow. No, not good. Um, trans fat also cause uh, being known, or it's, it's still an ongoing study, but I've noticed that most people who uh, eat trans fats, if they're diabetic, it's cataclysmal. When I get people off of uh, trans fats, because they don't recognize them, they see, you know, it's 3%, 4%. It doesn't matter. Poison is poison. <laughs> you know, cyanide. If you eat something with cyanide, whether it's got 1% or 50% cyanide, it's going to have the same effect. It's just going to take longer at the 1%, okay? Now, of course, that 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, the more you eat the trans fats, then obviously the more it's going to build in your system. So just take them out. It's hard. I'm telling you, when you go out shopping trying to find something to buy without trans fat, it's really, really hard. It's, it's, it's very hard. And the health issues that come with that are huge. You know, where do we find trans fats? Well, margarine. Oh, hold on. I thought margarine was good for you. Uh-huh. It's made with trans fats. How about vegetable lard? Yeah, good cooking stuff. It's got loads of stock. No, it's got trans fat in it too. Most hydrogenated oils come in things like pastries. Ooh, pizza. Yeah, baby. I love pizza, but, you know, it's loaded with trans fats. Most of those breads, breadsticks, trans fats, baby. I'm telling you, bread, trans fat, uh, fast food, trans fats, loads of it. Um, even meats, especially frozen foods, have trans fats, cheap preservative. These trans fats are in everything. So what am I saying to you? Diet is the hardest thing in this America, in this country. We are subject not to our. We we become subject to our food. We do no longer. We no longer have dominion over our food because we can't get it ourselves. We are subject to the grocery stores, and the special food uh, uh, departments, the organics, because of our society. We've turned into a industrial society. No, most of us don't grow our own food anymore. We don't have the space or the time or even the land or the capabilities of doing so. So the demand on these food stores has increased. But that doesn't stop you from being wise and operating in wisdom. You just need to know what you're looking at. You need to find out what direction am I going to take. Well, one of the things I've really tried to help people with is energy. The greatest source of uh, energy is complex carbs. Green leafy vegetables. You know, if you're going to eat a burger, then I'm guaranteeing you that in the afternoon you're going to be tired. Remember I gave that uh, analogy of steak. If you ate a steak with a potato, you're going to be tired because it's made of simple sugars. But if you ate a steak with vegetables, it's humongous. You have loads of energy. You're not full. You're not bloated. Your body's able to work because it has energy to work. See, complex carbs have long sugar chains. It takes a lot of work for, those, uh, for the stomach to um, 
break down those sugar chains, but it keeps the, the, the digestive system alive because it's feeding itself as it goes. The trouble with simple sugars is, is that once that energy source wears out, you're, you're, you crash. It's like caffeine. You crash. But there are different types of, cash, uh, of caffeine that don't do that to you. Can you see where I'm going with this? Eat sensibly. Be frugal or be, be uh, uh, frugal with, with the bad foods. I'm not saying don't have them because if you deny yourself certain things, then you're obviously going to become subject to them because you're going to want them. Like I said, I went on vacation last weekend, went to Louisiana. Oh, my mother-in-law, Margie, if you're listening, that was amazing. And Nip, oh my God, really? It's hard to believe that food actually tastes that good. Uh, I don't – like Popeyes, for instance. You eat Popeyes in Texas. It's good. It's okay. But if you go to Louisiana, are you kidding me? You can't do that to a human being. And my God, you get addicted to that stuff. It's awesome. Unbelievable. Flavor, taste, freshness. Ooh, it's good. But instead of gorging it all at once, which I want to do, by the way, I will tell you because the taste is phenomenal, I eat portions. I control it. I, when I go out to eat, I always ask for a to-go box before I have my meal. When I eat my meal, I put all the stuff that I want to eat later in the box, and then I only have a little bit left. What does that do? That means that in an hour's time or three hours down the road, I'm, when I'm hungry again, I know what I've got to look forward to, and it excites me. I enjoy my food so much better because I'm not bloated anymore. So the thing is, is that my eating is no longer a choice of things that I want. I've made eating a lifestyle for me. So I eat six or seven meals a day, small portions. It gives me a lot more energy. I always make sure that I have a balanced diet. I'm a carnivore. I hate eating vegetables. So I make the vegetables a lot more fun and interesting to eat. I do that by making the food myself, I, by putting time into the food. It makes the food a lot more enjoyable for me because if I'm not quite sure of the taste, next time I can add something else to make the taste better. My foods are a lot more natural too. I don't buy the boxed or the frozen foods. I actually do buy foods that um, – how can I put this? I buy fresh vegetables. I buy them from the grocery market. I don't buy the organic. I just buy regular – but the thing is is that where I go, I get my vegetables at Costco. Uh, the reason I go to Costco is that if you're not a member and you go to any grocery store, they have great vegetables. They look nice. They're very, very good. They are. They're nice. But when you go to Costco's, are you kidding me? That ve <laughs> those vegetables are in an abundance, and they're incredibly fresh. And the difference in taste and flavor is amazing. Absolutely incredible. The reason I joined Costco was not because of the other great products that they have, but because of, the, of their vegetable section. It was amazing. I am still to this day amazed how good it is. So use your common sense. Balance your meals out. Eat regularly. Don't be subject to the cravings. Now, we are always subject to sweets and desserts because we eat so much sugar because it's mixed in with so much of our food. If you can control the sugar level, then you don't need to be taking all these uh, 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 alternate sweeteners like high fructose corn syrup, which, by the way, has just been discovered has mercury in it. Oh, yeah, mercury. That's poisonous, just in case you didn't know that. Uh, aspartame. Yeah, now that's a subject that I can go on forever. That's my soapbox. If you're eating aspartame, you're, you're, you're killing yourself. You might as well know that. 
I'm sorry, but it's true because it's a chemically processed sugar. The way it operates in your body is not like regular sugar. It has a negative effect on it. It's a chemical imbalance in your system that you are putting in. It interferes with your chemical plan. It interferes with your ability to be able to um, make good decisions, to be subject, not to be subject to cravings. Remember, if you're responsible for the maintenance of this body or this temple that we live in, this uh, uh, chemical plant, we have to operate in wisdom. If you have a job and you're not operating in wisdom in your position at your job, they're going to let you go. Well, your body, if you don't look after it and eat properly, your body's going to fire you. You're going to die because you're obese, you're fat, you won't listen, and you're hard-hearted. It's not about food. It's nothing to do with opinions and thoughts. It's not to do with chemical reactions. It's not to do with science. It's to do with you. You, sir and ma'am. You are responsible for yourself. You are responsible for what you put in it, and you will have to give an accounting and a reckoning because when it comes to your day to die, would you rather be healthy and fit and go just like nice, or would you like to be in intense pain? Would you like to be uh, uh, without a pancreas or without kidneys? Would you like not to have a heart? I've talked to these people who have these conditions. They don't want to do that again. It is the most intolerable pain ever. But of course, we don't see consequence because it's way in the future, and we live for today. Look, people, get a plan in your life. You've got to get yourself together. You've got to get yourself a plan. You've got to get yourself eating on a basis where you're healthy. Because if you can't work out and you can't do your, uh, live a healthy life, you're, you're going to become subject to your life and its demands and its cravings. You know, the values that this nation used to have was we used to eat together at the table so we could have conversation. We could relax. We could interact with each other. We need to go back there again. If we're eating whilst we're working, doing our computer, texting, you know what? You're not digesting your food right, and you're not eating right, and you don't have control of your life because you don't have control of your diet. I don't want to offend you, and as I say – a lot of these opinions are things that I have discovered, not through just myself, but the people I work out. This is a very complex subject, and it's something that needs to be addressed. Because if not, we are quickly becoming the unhealthiest nation, fattest nation, and out-of-control nation in the whole of the world. When we sow seeds to disaster, we reap disaster. You are what you sow. You are what you are in control of. Okay, guys. Now, next week's show... It's going to be about workouts for you. I'm going to talk about working out for your body type. You're either an ectomorph, a mesomorph, or an endomorph. There are three body types. You're small, you're medium-sized, or you're large. If you have a goal or desire to interchange those, become something, then you need to listen to next week's show because workouts are going to be really, really important. And workouts really affect also your mental ability. The healthier you are, the more able you are to make good decisions the better you're able to take care of your situation and better choices are you able to make. All right, guys. I really enjoyed the show today. I'm sorry I didn't get any callers today, but I've noticed my emails are going out through the ceiling. Don't be afraid to call me. I'm not going to bite your head off. I really do in encourage conversation. I do really in in enjoy interaction. When I do this show, I'm in a room by myself, so I don't have any interaction from anybody. 
So please call me. I would be very, very excited. But until next week, I look forward. To, we'll be talking about working out for your body type. <laughs> Remember, you can call me at 1-866-472-5792. My email is Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. I welcome any interaction and any question. I don't care how simple or how complicated it is. I've been doing this for 30 years, and I love and encourage debate. Okay? You have a great week, and I'll be here this time next week. And God bless and good night. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to join Marcus Aurelius for another edition of I Don't Want to Be Fat next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And live better.